This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, coming to you from our Zalta studio right here at Junior Motorsports. Join me all year will be an outdoor enthusiast and a former driver like myself, Hank Parker Jr. Hey Kerry, it's good to see you on this beautiful spring day. I know we had a whole lot of uh, plans for the weekend coming up, so tell me how your weekend went. Well, it was pretty good. You know, we uh, got this property in Kentucky, so we went up there and trimmed a lot of branches and limbs and everything and cut some trees down. Cleared a lot of strips for food plots and refilled feeders and check cameras and all that stuff. Actually broke some four-wheelers, too, while we were there. <laughs> That's how it always we had, goes. On a, on a, it was actually a side-by-side. We, the right front axle, we kind of hit a big, well, it was actually a hole. And uh, next thing I know, it's clicking a lot in the right. And I looked down, and the axle's sitting there flopping around. So You didn't have a pit crew to bring it into? No, it was me. <laughs> I had to do it myself. But... Uh, we did that, and then actually here in Lake Norman, we went out fishing some more, and my oldest daughter is not the outdoorsman at all. She does not like unless it's with her boyfriend. Now, that's a different story, but I ain't figured that out. But um, she actually went out, me, my wife, Renee, and my daughter, Kayla, and Blade both all went out. And we're out there, and I'm catching and catching. We're fishing with live bait. So I'm sitting there catching, and she's just sitting there. And <laughs> I know she had several bites. I'm like, you getting bites? No, I'm just getting hung on something. I'm like, okay. I said, well, really in. She reeled in. Of course, she didn't have anything on. So I put another bait on, and she cast out, and they're sitting there talking. And next thing you know, you hear her screaming, hollering, and she's got one on. And she's really in. And it's funny because whenever we get in, I reach down to pick it up because she will not touch this thing. <laughs> and it's a spotted bass, and she's sitting there, oh, fishy, I'm sorry, fishy, fishy, I'm sorry. She's all you're pathetic about it and everything um but it was pretty cool it was a video we posted on earnhardt outdoors and facebook so it was pretty neat good deal you know you go up and you do all that work to all your hunting properties and then when people you take people hunting they don't ever they don't ever realize all the work that goes exactly. behind it do they no they don't and you know that's the one thing if if you have the property to work with and you know try to get everything fixed food plots and tree stands blinds everything put up in position right you know and try to play the wind and figure the wind out and everything they they don't realize all the work. Yeah. I mean, it was three days of hard work we did, <laughs> nonstop. So. Well, my weekend went really good, and, and along with me today, I brought a friend of mine, John Tate, and he's been in the industry, the hunting industry, for a long, long time. He's going to share some hunting stories with yeah. me, with us, and uh, he was with me over the weekend, and right here in North Carolina, we had opening day of the youth, now week-long right. turkey season, which is, I applaud the DNR for doing that. It's a great, great move, but... I got to take my oldest son, Boone, turkey hunting Saturday morning, and we have been anticipating this, as we talked about last last time, and uh, for a long time, and we were getting all ready, and wouldn't you know, the weather for Saturday was not looking too Nasty. good, and I was getting real nervous, <laughs> but uh, we went, and uh, man, right off the bat in the morning, we heard a bird goblin. Uh, we went and set up, got him got all set up on a logging road and he's nine years old and so i told him you know for the last several years you've been sitting on my lap and i i help you aim the gun and i tell you when to shoot here's the deal you're gonna step up Uh-oh. you know after all that talk last week about how you change your strategy yeah. you try to make yeah. it easy for your kids uh, i said all right you're gonna sit beside me you're gonna hold your own gun up the whole deal you, you know i'll tell you when it when he's in range and you just make the call and so we get all set up and 
I'm going to tell you, I was, my heart was beating so fast and I was so nervous. I could barely call. I was <laughs> shaking, you know, and uh, this bird comes in, he's gobbling, he's strutting, man. We're, we're all fired up and it was a swing and a miss. He shot and missed. Oh, no. I looked over there, big old alligator tears no. coming down his face. I said, hey, man. It's time to man up. Time to go. Yeah. John here with me. He was all tore up. It's funny, you know. It, first off, thank you guys for having me. Well, really, really, for really, 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 really honored to be here, man. And uh, you know, this this guy and I go way back. And um, but you know, I've been hunting with Hank and Boone several times, filming it for you know Flesh and Blood, and and this one was just it was just typical textbook Turkey 101. You know, Hank said that Saturday, and you know, you hate to see you know Boone go through that, but it's part of hunting, right. and, and that's yeah. what Hank got across to Boone and. It's just typical Eastern, just ah, just hammering off the roof. <laughs> and so we're slipping in, and Hank knew where he wanted to get, and we got pretty close to that, and it just it just unfolded perfect, and we just didn't didn't well, get it. That was him. awesome, dude. But yeah, you know, it all worked out, and he that, got that experience, right? You know, and but, he got that miss, and yeah, and, and like I said, everybody does. It. I've oh, done yeah. it many times. You learn from your mistakes. Oh yeah. We got to go back that afternoon, and we had found some birds in a field, and my four-year-old was dying to go, and he cried all <laughs> night Friday night because he couldn't go with us in the morning. But he's just crazy. He's wild. he's like me. He's like he's you, wild. I would say. So uh, we drove the truck down in the field, and I put out a blind, and I put both my boys in the blind, and I went and parked the truck, and I came back and put out a couple of decoys. And I'm not exaggerating. It wasn't two minutes, and a big gobbler comes out. And my four-year-old sticks his head out the window and goes, right there he is, daddy. <laughs> but the wind was blowing hard enough it didn't mess us up. And the bird comes in. Two birds actually came in. And uh, Boone, we didn't have time to load his gun. So he forgot and clicked. Oh. It's a pump, so he shucks one in it. He misses. The bird runs over and stops. And on the third try there, he got him. So He got one, dude. After all that hard work, man, it really had a happy ending off. for yeah, sure. That's awesome that he got one. And dude. the footage, I wasn't able to go, so Hank took the camera, and so I, I know it was stressful for him because he's trying to call <laughs> yeah. and, and probably help coach Boone, and yeah. Boone did it on his own because he was busy running camera. Right, so right, it yeah. turned out to be a really cool hunt. So. Yeah, people don't realize how much work there is running cameras, too, trying to film. Oh, yeah. Especially by yourself. Yeah, it was, it was a little crazy, but I was really I was more concerned about keeping my four-year-old from hollering and screaming. <laughs> so who who jumped and screamed the loudest after that? You? <laughs> I think it was all boom. of us. We didn't know what to do. Well, I <laughs> thought he was kidding with me. He he texted me, said, hey, we're fixing to go into blind, man. I said, well, good luck, you know. And uh, I got a picture 20 minutes later of, 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 of a set of spurs. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and talking about cameras and, and filming, you know, I worked at Realtree for a long time yep. and, and had the pleasure of, of getting to hunt with your dad. And, you know, to this day, it's still a, a, a funny story that we never once at Realtree, as many times as your dad and Richard and those guys came to Turkey Hunt, we never filmed your dad kill a turkey on video. Right. Never did. Never. He wasn't, in, he wasn't patient enough. Because <laughs> whether it was Bill, David Blanton, or, or Michael Waddell calling, calling and hunting with Dale, we had guys filming. He was so impatient. Bird would be gobbling, coming in, taking his he time. He wants to go. And your, yeah, your dad wants yeah. to go. So he'd crawl up over the hill and kill him. And just shoot and be done with it. And, no, uh, bit of, no video of it. None. He's like, or you had one coming, and he's gobbling, and you're just being patient, doing the turkey hunting deal. And he just turned around, what are we going to do now? That bird's not coming. <laughs> like, he's not now. Yeah. You scared him off. Yeah, I can see that in my dad. Yeah, uh, yeah patience was short and thin with him. Oh, man, it was uh, it was some good times. And you guys have yeah. way more stories with your dad than, than I do. But the few times I had the chance to hunt with him, where you know I've got a lot of stories, and uh, 
you know, I've told this one to Hank several times. It never gets old, but we were at the at the Kiski Farm, the old Kiski mm-hmm. Farm in Iowa, late December. Yep. Uh, right before Daytona. That was in 2000. That. Yes, sir, yep. 2000. It was two feet of snow, 15 degrees. <laughs> yep. So the hunters were Bill Jordan, uh, Ned Yost. At the time, Ned mm-hmm. was the third base coach to the Braves. Him and your dad were really tight. Right. Of course, David Blanton was there. And uh, Mike Collier flew in with Dale, and Bill and I show up. So David, Michael, and myself were running camera, Waddell. And then Ned, Bill, and Dale were hunting. And uh, he had to leave early for a Budweiser right. in Texas. Yep. And, gosh, it was so cold. And the day he had to leave, he was mad he didn't want to leave because we were having such a good time. And uh, he was finally able to let his hair down. You know, that was where, that's the, the privilege of getting to know him away from the track right. that a lot of people didn't get to know the, the real Dale Earnhardt. Right. You know, he was the intimidator, whatever. But when, right. he, when he was in hunting camp, he was just good old Dale. Yeah. And he'd pick on you, and, and if you didn't pick back, he'd really give you a hard oh, time. Oh, yeah. But he, <laughs> yeah. But he loved you. He, he knew it. If he yeah, knew exactly. you, he loved you. Exactly. And, and we were fixing to go out that afternoon, so he and, and Mike Collier were, were heading up the road in a rented Suburban that, that Don and Candy Kiske <laughs> had helped rent to, <laughs> heard this. to get to get us out to the stands every night. And so David, Bill, and Michael and I were taking Bill's rented rental SUV up, up the road behind him. Well, we pull out. David's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. Michael's in the back left side. Of course, your dad's driving. He's going up through their road. And it's on a county road, snow, six-foot snow drifts on the sides. He's fishtailing and just driving, having a big time like a big kid. I look over at David Blanton, and I said, you don't have – you just – you're not a man. You're not a man if you don't try to pass Earnhardt. <laughs> well, David gets that little silly That's giggle. Whoa, we floor it. Well, I hear Michael in the back put a seatbelt on. He goes, somebody's got to live through this. <laughs> so we get up, and he sees us coming, and we get up behind him. We're hauling the mail down this road. I don't know how fast we're going, but David – and he, your dad slams on his brakes, and we're, I'm holding on like this. Oh, my gosh. Well, we get up along beside of him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. We get up alongside and I look out the passenger side. Collier's got a big grin on his face. Candy Kiske's squalling. <laughs> Tears running down her face, screaming. Your dad just looks over at me, one hand on the wheel, and just gives me that big old grin. Yeah, yeah same grin you've got right now. Yeah. And I said, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> this is bad. And so he lets us, we pass him. I'm like, whoa, yeah. Next thing I know, we're getting hammered. Hammered, hammered in the back. I mean, bumpers, plastic parts, <laughs> find everyone. We're coming on about a 90-degree turn in this county road. And there's nothing but a huge cornfield out in front of us, cut cornfield. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to hurt. Because I've already got my foot on the dash trying to brace myself. And David, this is all David Blanton can do because he is on us, pushing us. Mm-hmm. And he lets off. So we sink in our seats just thinking, you know, praise the Lord. We get up to the other house and park. And Michael and I get out and we start pointing at the truck. Yeah, woo! Your dad pulls up behind that SUE that Bill had rented and just hits it again and spins it around in the yard and the whole bumper falls <laughs> off. And so he gets out. And Collier's Candy's still crying, and Mike's laughing, and, and Michael and I walk up, and like, oh, yeah, we passed Earnhardt, woo! He grabbed us both up by the collar and pulled us to a, to him, and he goes, only because I let you. Exactly. <laughs> I said, yes, sir, yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah, I've, I've had a few conversations with the Kiskies, and they was telling mm-hmm. us about that story. And, oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah, Suburban's all beat up, and oh. bumpers all crashed in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, actually, I ran into Mike Waddell at one of the shows, and he was telling me that Dad used his muzzle loader. He did on that trip and uh, he was trying he's like i want you to have this muzzler because mm-hmm. you know last one your dad used and yeah he says it's been on my wall i ain't cleaned it since and right. i'm like 
only way I'll take it is if you're getting rid of it. That's right. You know, not just not just to give it to me, but yeah. if you had to get rid of it, I'll take it. You know, it means more to him because right. it was his gun. So, I mean, the funny story about that that gun is the scope. Uh, some of the scopes we had weren't working. So your dad and Don go into a, a hunting store there in, in uh, near the, in Iowa there near where we were hunting, and and there's a hundred and twenty five dollar scope. It's nice. Your dad <laughs> your dad tries to talk the guy down to a hundred bucks. And I'm thinking what? It's just so funny. Yeah. And uh, just little things like that. That whole trip was really cool. And uh, yeah, yeah a, he used Michael's muzzle. That was a neat hunt to watch. You know, you had icicles hanging from his mustache, yeah. and, and you know it was cold. And, oh man. Uh, yeah, he actually got a pretty nice kill that he sure did some of the best stories when you're out in the woods like this on on hunting trips are the things that happen at camp and around camp it is just like those two stories right there it is i'll never forget that no i I never will and and that's another thing that that he did uh the third trip i ever went on with real tree as a camera guide i was green green as could be you know i went to app state and i walked into camp and there's dale earnhardt you know and i grew up in pumpkin center just Mm -hmm. down the road i knew who he was you know and a big fan and uh, ended up that week he said you, you live close to me I said yes sir and he goes well I want you to come over to my farm and I got some deer I'd like to try to get footage of he didn't have to do that mm-hmm. you know I get to drive over there and pull up at the house and he put me in those blinds and for you know I don't know how many days you know I got to film this yeah. deer and he'd pick me up and, and ask me what I saw and that was just cool I was 21 years old hanging out with with your dad you couldn't tell me anything yeah. You know, now I was on cloud nine like and said, just you're, loving life. You was fresh into the industry, too. Yeah, fresh into started, it and, so. and just uh, hadn't even moved to Georgia yet and started yeah. working full-time for Bill and yeah. David. And uh, But, you know, that was cool that, you know, the real Dale, I got to know right. him and very yeah. privileged to, to yeah, be a Not many people have that opportunity. And yes, sir. The ones that have had it is very fortunate. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of this spring, I can tell you that. Now, this Saturday opens up. The adult season, right? <laughs> well, you, I got, I got to say, let me go. I got to say, I missed, I missed opening day of youth season, and then every day since, my daughter's had a volleyball game after school, and all this stuff going, so I ain't had to take chance to take her yet. So the actually the reason we missed it, she had a rodeo that Saturday, so mm-hmm. they pulled out at eight o'clock that morning went to the rodeo. Well, I hooked up with some guys with the North Carolina Bow Hunters Association, and they put on a three D archery. T- competition uh-huh. for the wounded warriors yeah cool so i was like man this would be cool so i drove up there and hung out with them guys and you know talked and listened mm-hmm. to a few stories and like i say i was worried because started out it was pouring rain yeah. the whole morning until i got there and then it kind of you know quit and um to see them guys in wheelchairs shooting i mean it's one guy's just you know free shooting what no sights or nothing shooting a recurve and i mean he's he was drilling them within an inch wow. pattern it was man, pretty cool. amazing and really tight group and uh, you know men and women were there and it was pretty neat to spend time with them like we had talked before you know just mm-hmm. hear their stories and we had a good time and, and then i had to leave there and go back and help do work the rodeo so mess with the bulls and the steers right that sounds like fun so this I, weekend yeah go ahead what you got this I am weekend taking my wife and my daughter kayla up to pearson county friend of mine's got some property up there and a little cabin on it so we're gonna go up there and stay in the cabin and do a turkey hunt on saturday and hopefully get one in sight for well i can't wait to hear how that works yeah i'm out. ready yeah i hope it works so i'm planning on friday i haven't told john this yet oh See, here we, we go we, <laughs> we work together right yeah well i'm, I'm quitting on friday <laughs> and then i'll be looking for a job at the end of the month how's that there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah turkey season comes and in we tend starts. to get we could tend to get uh, a little brain dead on on stuff in the office, but <laughs> um, 
you know, it's just we can't help it. You got to do it. I mean, I mean, we just go ahead and just plead insanity right now. Well, <laughs> like we was talking before, you know, when, once you're in this production in, industry, you uh, you lose time to hunt. You do. That's and, right. You know, whenever you get the opportunity, it's it's nice to just get out and do it. Yeah, sure do. And yeah. especially around home where where we live, right. yeah, we grew up around here. There wasn't a whole lot of turkey hunting. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't learn to turkey hunt until I moved moved down to to Georgia. But you know, Hanks, you know, we've been able to share some really cool hunts around here and it's it's fun hunting your backyard it, it is really you know it is. you know especially he can take his kids I've, I've taken my dad and it's just fun it is that's that's what with us you know the kids in school and everything so it's hard to get out in the morning mm-hmm. you gotta get up and take them to school and then when they get home you get to go out and hit the woods and right. just have a little you know one-on-one time with your kids and your family so yeah it's, right. it's pretty nice well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be ready for a report, see how you guys did. <laughs> yeah. And I will let you know. I'm supposed to go in the morning with my daughter. We'll see if I, you know, if she still will go at 5 o'clock in the morning, if, yeah. I, if she'll get up. But then I'll have a report on that, and then hopefully I'll get to go on Saturday. We'll just see what happens. Well, yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> hopefully this weather changes a little bit and warms up some. So yeah. It's been crazy. Been wanting to almost go snow skiing here lately. <laughs> as cold yeah. as it's been. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been difficult because the patterns have changed because of the weather, and, it, and I'm sure yeah, the same for fishing. The same fishing. You know, you hit one spot one couple of days, and about three or four days later you go back, and they ain't there no more. They moved yeah. on out deeper. So It's that time of year. Yep looking forward to it yeah you know the changing weather we've seen this all year and it, this didn't just start here in april or or just this spring when fishing got good. no uh-uh. it was back like this during deer season and it's been it's been a very uh odd season i know a lot of my friends out in the midwest really struggled this deer season i know all of us on, on the production side uh all the guys that we work with had a lot of struggles because you either it was very unseasonably warm yep or it was raining, and now here we are in spring, and it's unseasonably cool, cool. and we're not getting any rain. So, uh, except for our our friends north of us who are getting snow, snow in April, I and that, that makes it hard for turkey season. But you know, there's a lot that goes into the changing weather, whether it be fish, where you're talking about moving. But one of the things that we've seen, uh, especially, in, it's so critical when you're deer hunting. When you get these warm weather snaps, uh, the weather never really, a lot of people feel like, okay, it's got to get cold enough for the deer to come in rut, but the, the weather actually doesn't affect the rut. No. It's, it's all about moon phase and, and, and those things, but the weather does control movement, movement yeah. and, and deer are by nature nocturnal animals. And so yeah. if it's hot during the day, they're going to move at night. Yep. And if you're getting a lot of rain, the corn's still going to be standing because yep. the farmers can't cut exactly. it. And, you know, that's a that's a tough situation. So we've got a lot of deer, and John was just mentioning this, and he could probably speak on this, but a lot of these deer made it through deer season right. w- without getting shot. But the fault of that is it was so warm that uh, we're seeing a lot of deer with that find a lot of deer late in the season during shed hunting that have died from EHD. Yeah. Yeah, it never got yeah. cold. It never got cold enough to – you know these deer uh, are healthy you know they, these oh, yeah. these you know our friends that have hunting shows and this is their life their lifestyle and, and they're getting trail camera pictures of, of bucks you know from june july and, and they know all oh, this this deer he's on this farm he's on this he's living in this draw and they've gotten pictures uh up till you know october early november so they're mm-hmm. planning on hunting those those bucks during the mm-hmm. rut and especially late season don't see them can't get trail camera pictures of them and of course they fear the worst and then you know they're most of the time their fears are, are they find them find them you know yeah. in february and march when they're when they're shed hunting their farms mm-hmm. and it, it just kills you because they've 
all of us put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into a piece of property, planting food plots, you know, uh, providing year-round nutrition for a whitetail. And especially if you're depending on it, not just for recreation, but to for a show. produce for a family, show. Yeah. You can't put 30 minutes of a guy sitting in a tree looking at no. nothing. You know, you no. have to. I can make to, a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so when they find those those deer, especially when they developed a history of, of watching them mm. grow two, three, four-year-old and mature to to where they want to go after them and to find them, you know, dead in the creek somewhere. That's, yeah, that's, that's heartbreaking, hard. you yeah. know. And like I said, the weather's really affected a lot of that. Yes. You know, I mean, with all the rain we've had, and like I said, you go out expecting to be bundled up and going out in a T-shirt, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, sitting in the stand. And yeah. It's just, um, I don't know what's going on. You know, right now it's getting cold and it's supposed to be warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we haven't had, you know, your normal, no. typical seasons uh, for quite some years now. Yeah, it's been getting warmer and warmer, it seems, every year. The the thing about turkey hunting is, though, with, with the changing weather and patterns, you just need to change up your pattern a little bit, too, because what happens is, these hens will will be ready to start nesting and and it is amazing how they were created and designed if something happens especially you know you get you get a lot of places that will do control burns on their property if if the eggs get burned or if somebody's cutting hay and runs over the nest a hen will relay and and she will keep till she gets her chicks Mm -hmm. and or her pulse and um uh, so you've got that process going on, but right now these with it being hot and then cold and then hot and then cold, what happened to us was our turkeys are really fired up a lot sooner than what yeah. they normally are because it did get warmer faster. Mm-hmm. And so these gobblers are all uh, very, very much showing themselves in the fields, all blown up and and strutting and and so uh, they have not been as vocal. They've started. It's gotten pretty good this week, and and sometimes this cold weather will shut them down yep. and if we start to get rain a lot of guys what they'll do is they'll go into the woods even though it's raining i'm gonna be gung-ho and go after it and and if a turkey's not happy my dad always says if a turkey's not happy he's not gobbling no so if you get a real windy night and he's all up in that tree hanging on for dear life to <laughs> sleep in that tree or getting soaking wet he's just and you really push the issue what you do is you educate, educate. your turkeys yep you just yep. walk in on they see you and i would much rather shoot at a turkey spook them with a truck do right. anything like that then for them to see, see me you. physically yep. and hear me calling right and so that's you know if i was going to say anything to to give it you know a young turkey hunter any advice be careful about when you call how you call and make sure you're reading what's the situation or what's going on if birds right. are fired up then then you can get away with a little bit more but mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to pressure your birds too much in 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 times during bad weather now Tomorrow it's supposed to be a lot warmer. It should be a great day. Today's been a pretty decent, pretty decent day. And, yeah. and then you just kind of watch that throughout the spring. And just not, not pressure them when you don't need to. And it's all about timing. I mean, it it's is. just like it racing. Is. You know, it is. If your tires are wore out, you don't try nope. to pass That's that right. guy. Just <laughs> drive for a little bit yeah. and wait for the right opportunity. And you do the exactly. same thing with turkey hunting. Exactly. Yeah. And we've all made that mistake, but you get impatient. And if you know the turkey's going to be there, like, like Hank said, leave him alone. Yeah, you know, don't press it. Anymore. Yeah, I've, this farm we're going to, I've hunted it for eight years before I even killed a bird. Right, oh, it took wow. me a while to learn patience. Right, <laughs> yeah. I was one that wanted to get up and go and chase oh, yeah. them. Yeah, and yeah, I learned a lot from that. So you know, now I just sit back and my wife's sitting there. First time I took her out, she's hear them gobbling. What we do? Where we going? Let's go get them. I'm like, no, just relax that's right <laughs> just relax yeah. the worst thing they can do is see you that's, that's the key i've said this before but 
by far my favorite is turkey hunting. And, you know, you've got, you run into a lot of situation with deer, uh, with EHD, a lot of disease, uh, overpopulation, those types of things that, that, that create disease and, and help to control the herd. And then when you shoot a deer, inevitably it always comes out, let's count, let's measure how big oh, yeah. he is. And somebody's always disappointed. Yeah. And so for me, man, uh, you know, you got the spring and you, you kind of watch the seasons and, you know, we all want to get a few birds and all that stuff, but, and that's fun, but you don't, you don't measure them the same way, yeah. and, and they're not as fickle to particular uh, diseases. Now they are, they they are worked yeah. on by coyotes yeah. and mm-hmm. other things, and and they do get diseases, uh, especially from poultry diseases they can right. get. But uh, they're not as fickle as it seems to be a deer, and it's a whole lot of fun. Full fan, good gobble. It That's is. my bird. I right love there. that. Yeah, I just started seeing actually more activity with them strutting and gobbling and carrying on this week than I have any other week before. So right pretty excited i was riding by a field and one's blowed up strutting <laughs> stop right in the middle of the road and everybody swerving to me <laughs> what are you yeah, doing we've done that before yeah. oh yeah but you know it was pretty cool to see that and i just hope that this weekend works out for us and it's not like myself you know take her eight years to shoot a bird right. <laughs> yeah on this farm but it, it's gonna be a lot of fun and, um like I said, it's just getting out there with the family and having a good time. and Just making memories. We'll, we'll go out in the morning. If we don't hear a bird or see one or anything, we'll go fishing That's right. midday and then go back hunting that evening. <laughs> That's a good thing you have options. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be looking for a report, and I want to see some pictures, and hopefully I'll have some pictures for you. Well, yeah, likewise. I'd like to see some pictures. <laughs> All uh, right. I'd like to see, of course, Boone's, and then your daughter's. Just Hopefully something works out with that. <laughs> we'll see. If she gets up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Hank, I guess that kind of wraps it up for the day. And I just want to thank everyone for joining us here at Earnhardt Outdoors in the Zalta studio. Actually, Exalta's got some pretty neat promotional events going on, and I think Hank's got some information. Yeah, follow Exalta on Twitter. If they get 20,000 followers before May 13th, then they're going to partner with Pocono Raceway to give away $88,000. So I, 88? I, yeah, I need to sign up for that. I wonder if that's something to do with Dell Jr. Well, he has to win for someone to win that $88,000. Oh. So we, we, you know, we need to really give him some encouragement and yep. get our names in the hat on this, and everybody else needs to. So follow Exalta Racing on Twitter, and if Dell Jr. wins at Pocono in the We Paint Winners 400, they're going to give away $88,000. So Joe, go check them out on uh, Exalta Racing. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually going to do that right now. <laughs> 88000 That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome if he won. That's <laughs> yeah. why it'd be awesome. But, but cool. That's a neat promotion. So everyone follow Exalta Racing on, on Twitter. Twitter and um, check it out. See what happens. Pocono Raceway. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I love Pocono. So he's pretty good there. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, check us out on Earnhardt Outdoors on Facebook and Earnhardt Outdoors on Twitter and Dirty Mo Radio on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 